What is leverage and how can you use it? This is The Leap. I'm Nugget. Let's get it. When we're talking about the art of a deal, when we are talking about real estate negotiations, we are talking about leverage. I just had a client and I want to tell you a story about this client and how we went through this transaction and why I began to educate them as it related to leverage and negotiating inside of a real estate transaction. So whether you're buying your first home, whether you're buying investment, properties, whatever it is, leverage is one of the most important things when going into a negotiation. If you have a real estate agent that is not talking to you about leverage and your primary goals, you may be in trouble because they're going to tell you they can create magic and we cannot create magic. There's so many factors that goes into it. It's the market itself. What is going on? Is it a seller's market, a buyer's market? How many homes are for sale? How many buyers are trying to buy them? Those kind of things, supply and demand will which we've talked about in a previous episode. But then there's also the posture of the seller and the posture of the buyer. Sometimes buyers are trying to buy properties, but they don't need them. Sometimes sellers are trying to sell properties, but they don't actually have to sell or they're not in a rush to sell. And so these things affect your leverage throughout the negotiation. So let me tell you this story. So I had a client, this client was trying to sell this home. Their number one priority was to get rid of this mortgage. That through the conversations we had, that's what I understood as the number one goal is getting this mortgage out of their life. Okay. We were in December. The house had actually been listed with another agent since July. And so this thing had set for six months. I finally got it two weeks after I grabbed the listing and remarketed, took new photos, some videos, all the things that I normally do. We had an offer. Boom, two weeks. Okay. Fantastic. Makes me look like a hero. It, it was just a case of the marketing hitting the right client at the right time. And so this guy comes in, we get contracted. And then through this process, what happens is the buyer doesn't really have to buy. He's in not in a rush. He could actually wait for the springtime. He just saw a deal that was a good price per square foot in the area with the square footage he needed. And so he was like, you know what, let's jump on this one. This one seems right. They were actually early for their timeline. They actually thought they were going to continue to look for houses for the next three, four, five months, but they came across the listing. They said, let's move forward with this one. So we get into this negotiation. The seller's mortgage is about $1,800 a month. Their primary goal is to get rid of this thing because it had been on market since July. They've been paying mortgage for a home they don't live in anymore. And so we got to get this house gone. They got an offer that was more than what they were listed at from the with the previous real estate agent. Okay. And then they go through and they ask us to cover closing. Like what is happening through this is we are in a slow time of the market. There's not a ton of buyers. There's not a ton of sellers. There's just not a lot of anything going on, right? It's December, holidays, all of these things. So these factors have to factor in. And then also the property itself is in one of those things. It's one of those construction types that is built for families who need square footage, but don't have humongous budgets. Most 2,800 square foot houses in Augusta are going to be 400, 500, 600,000 dollars. This one we were right right at the 300,000 dollar mark, like 305, 310. And so this created an instance where the buyer had all the leverage in the negotiation and the seller didn't have 
any. And the real estate agent on that side did exactly what I would have done. He knew the property had been sitting since July. He knew that it was vacant and they no longer lived in it. These two factors let that agent know that we needed to get rid of this property. So he came in hard and heavy. And what I had to do was I had to go along, we, me and the seller, we had to go along with the hard and heavy negotiation from the other side because our needs from this transaction were polar opposite. They didn't have to buy. We had to get rid of the house, right? He knew it had been sitting since July, even though I'd only had it for two weeks. They knew where we were at by reading kind of the tea leaves, looking into the actual transaction. What happens is if you have a real estate agent telling you they can create something different than what the market is offering right now, that means they're bluffing people. <laughs> they're bluffing people and they may be killing transactions for you along the way. Okay. Because that's the only way this is like poker. There is a value on the table. There's a transaction on the table. You have to either believe I don't need to sell this thing, or you need to believe I got to get rid of it or somewhere in between those two. Right. And so all of the leverage in the negotiation, and I told my client this, I basically explained it to him. I was like, look, I can negotiate this thing very hard. Like I can come, we can stand firm. We can push back. We can tell them, go fly a kite. We don't care if you stay in this transaction. We can do all of that. But if they call our bluff and we lose this transaction, you're signing up for one, two, three, probably more mortgage payments. We're talking about another $4,500 that you're going to have to spend because we decided to bluff to try to negotiate repairs, to try to negotiate closing costs, all of these different things. And so we were just not leveraged throughout the transaction. And so because of that, I kept my client's primary goal in the back of my mind. That primary goal was to sell this property, get rid of that monthly mortgage for a home they haven't lived in since July. And so my point of this is to equip you with information and education as it relates to negotiating, right? There's different things you can do. I had a client who bought a million dollar home. That million dollar home, we got it for $400,000 less than what it was listed for. That's because my client didn't have to buy. They were in no rush. They weren't moving into the home for another like six months, but they were looking for properties at the moment. They were cash buyer. They were confident. They weren't in a rush. It gave us all the leverage. And so all I did was give the offer, acted disinterested in the remaining conversation with the other agent and just said, that's our offer. You're either going to accept it or not. There's plenty of other houses we can go look for. So I can act flippant like that because they've got a bird in the hand and they've been sitting on market for a minute. And what happened was, is we offered a million, they were listed at 1.7, we got it for 1.3. So that's 400 grand I saved my client because they had leverage. They didn't need to move in the moment. There was no rush to get into that property. They were a cash buyer, they could waive appraisals. Like there were so many things going for my client inside of that transaction that it gave me all the leverage I needed to negotiate and get that price down. I had to explain this to my seller client because they wanted the most money, but they had the least leverage. And so it, there's just kind of a gap there. Now, if you're willing to take the bluff, if you want to tell your real estate agent, go out there, bluff them, do what you can do, get this thing rolling, you know, Godspeed, hopefully it works out for you. But in poker, a lot of times it's best to play the cards. The bluffs are few and far between. 
right? They don't live on bluffs. There's no professional poker player that lives on bluffs. They live on the odds. They play the odds. They play the statistics of their cards against the cards on the table and trying to guess what the other cards are. It's the same thing in a real estate negotiation. Do they have it? Are they actually presenting the real information? Do we believe what they're saying? Or do we think they're trying to bluff? And if we wake up tomorrow and lose this transaction, are we going to be okay with it? That's the whole game. That's the whole question. So don't think that you're going to get some slick Rick talking real estate agent that's going to be able to go in and make magic happen with some cool magic words and saying the right things and convincing people to do things they don't want to do. That's not how sales works. Sales works because people want to do something and you're there to provide that something to them. So they want to sell their house. How bad they want to sell it is going to determine how much you can negotiate that property down. How many other people want the house? How many other offers are they getting? Like all of these things factor into how much leverage you have. And so I always frame it. So if you're going to buy a property and you're just buying it because it's there, not because you have to have it. So always ask yourself this question. If I wake up tomorrow and do not have this property, am I going to be okay? Like, am I going to keep looking? Is it going to destroy me? Do I have to have this property? Because what that does is your mindset inside of there, it will increase or decrease the amount of leverage that real estate agent has to go negotiate a deal for you. If you don't need it, we can go in as hard as we want. We can ask for everything, right? But if you have to have it, if you're trying to spend these dollars, if this is a, an investment property you've had your eye on for a long time, right? Or a single family, duplex, whatever, that you know that you know that you know that you want this property. Remember that as you go into real estate conversations and how much leverage you have versus the other side. It's like a big old seesaw, right? So depending on how much weight you put on one side, it lifts the other person up. And so you got to keep these things in mind as you're negotiating real estate, as you're getting in to buying multiple properties or even just buying your first. Now, remember, this show is connected to over 13,000 mortgage officers and real estate agents across the country and in Canada. And if you're ready to start the leap, if you're ready to take that leap into your real estate future, let us know and we will find you somebody who understands leverage, that understands the real estate negotiation process, and they will give you the best deal per the market for the property you want. That's it for me. Nugget out.